Please rise. Oh, that's okay. I got it. Thank you. Oh, Christ our God, the true and living way, we pray that you guide us as we continue forward with this blessed parish of St. John through the prayers and intercessions of our patron St. John the Baptist. For you are holy always, now and ever, and to ages of ages. Amen. No, you're fine. Can everybody hear me okay through this thing? I know where you live, James. So first off, thank you for showing up. Um, we're kind of excited to be able to share all of this because it seems like it's been forever. Um, but uh, a lot of work has gone into this from your teams and from the inception of all of the meetings on the Vision 2020 and all that, so it's nice to be able to sort of make, uh, I don't know what you want to call it when you're climbing a mountain, but base camp. So, um, so just as a quick reminder, the, um, the goal as far as the Team 2, the goal is, is that within 18 months, we would develop and submit for approvals a consensus-based and comprehensive written plan for the parish. Um, and therefore also for orthodoxy and the growth of it in our community. And even though we've done a lot of effort, we're still in the early phases of that whole process. Um, why don't you talk about the genesis of the fireside meetings and the why? So the, the purpose of the fireside meetings was partly to just kick off the process again and uh, also just to give uh, everyone a chance to uh, share their uh, you know, vision of the parish. And um, there's a lot of newcomers since we had kind of gone through some of that last time. And so this was a chance to kind of uh, kick it off again and, and have some uh, open discussion in a really just a, a comfortable kind of, you know, safe environment where everybody just felt like they, could, they were free to express themselves. Uh, so, uh, you know, the whole, the whole goal of it was just to, uh, you know, try to see if we could, cult, you know, pull out of it some, some consensus on some, some key points that we had... Uh, and maybe, you know, they challenged us in the past. So, yeah. yeah. So what did we learn? Uh, okay. So, um, well, let me just do the fireside facts, and you can start off with yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So just, to, just to, some facts about the fireside meetings. Um, there were 115 participants, and there were across eight meetings. So that was a nice turnout. Um, so thank you to everyone who showed up and participated. Uh, it was really important that you be there, and so we, were, we appreciate it very much. Thank you to all the hosts and everyone involved in that. It was, it was a big effort to pull that off. Uh, so 115 participants, eight meetings, 380 individual comments and opinions were recorded by the, you probably saw the volunteer scribes typing away or writing away at the meetings. Um, 
In addition to that, uh, a seven-question survey to which uh, all the resp participants responded, and this was sent out just to those who uh, weren't, I think the, the first two meetings we didn't have uh, some specific questions we wanted some kind of data around, so we, we sent out the survey just to them and they all participated. So across all of that, there was 380 comments and opinions, and these were distilled by Gold Team 2, a little kind of subcommittee, uh, and, and then anonymized, so they were basically, you know, the data was sort of purged of personal information so that we just have kind of raw data uh, that was distilled down and, and themes and kind of a consensus was pulled out of that. And the reason we just made it anonymous, just so you know, is just so that if that data is ever shared later, you know, everybody, you know, everybody knows what someone said if they attended the same meeting, but if, you know, we just didn't want this to be like widely known if someone, you know, it's just protecting privacy. Um, yeah, so that was a couple things there. The other thing was that uh, it just seemed like they, the meetings went well. I mean, everyone seemed to enjoy the discussions and the fellowship, and this was a great step in achieving uh, just better cohesion in our parish. So the bottom line from Goal Team 2's perspective in reviewing the data and participating in many of the meetings um, was that they were a great success and that there was a clearly identifiable consensus that emerged on many important issues. Uh, the details of which John is going to kick off here in just a second. So just, you know, bottom line is we feel positive and optimistic about the consensus and are excited to take the next steps to accomplish our goal's mission, our goal team's mission. So, John? So four essential themes kind of came out of the meetings. So one, I guess you could sort of say, was location or what to do with location um, and, and the permanency of site. And then what about a mission parish? What about ASA? And what about location, physical location of the church, right? So on the first one, as far as a new permanent location or not, uh, the first consensus that we heard was is that people were overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly in agreement that they want a permanent home. Uh, a beautiful space that's our own, our community's heart, one that's forever. And, um, and obviously with God's help, um, we're going to make that happen. Uh, there was a strong desire though not to lose our ethos, our loving community. Um, and so we wanted to be able to make sure that that tight-knit community which existed when all of us were introduced to the church at any point in time maintains through the new one. Uh, we commonly recognize that the current facility and parking is insufficient for our needs and the county requirements for setbacks effectively eliminate any possibility of redoing what we have here. Um, so it makes this site unfeasible. Uh, so therefore, the consensus was the church needs to move. And um, it's our desire that, that whatever that next step would be, though, is a final step, not just another interim. Um, it might be that when we get to that one, there are going to be phases in that place, but whatever that place would be, that would become our permanent location. Um, yeah. So any, any questions on that? So, if that's the case, then the next action that comes out of that particular goal from Goal Team 2 is to research and then draft, a, I'm going to call it a core criteria. Things like acreage, square footage, 
type of facilities, um, amenities that the new site's going to have, right? And then that would be used in order to find and define what that new location is going to look like. Um, these would be, well, so, so, so the first draft would be done by Team 2, and then they're going to be presented to the parish at large for their feedback to make sure we got it all. Um, and then how we're going to attain that, whether that's um, survey or whether that's through additional fireside meetings of some format in order to really synthesize that criteria to its next step. We don't know exactly how that's all going to come out, but that'll come out as we develop this, this next step. And then once we have the criteria, then the goal is, is that that allows all of us, all of our eyes, all of our ears, to then become seekers and searchers for what qualifies as that next place in space. So we all get to, to have skin in the game, right? Um, just as a side note, kind of in working numbers, um, the current property is worth approximately $3 million. Um, we have about a $320,000 loan still remaining on this building. We have about $600,000 in a building fund. So if you think about $3,300,000, that's kind of our working number for taking an at least an initial step forward, okay? Um, so number two, there have been questions off and on over the years about is it time to start a mission parish? Is it not time to start a mission parish? And again, the about four-fifths of the parish said that they weren't really interested in starting a mission parish now um, or, or, or within the next couple of years. Uh, the consensus, though, was very clear that missions is an important theme of this church. Always has been, and we still wanted to continue that. Um, and so that we would eventually plant a mission once this church had sort of finished out where it was going to be in its space, that one would dovetail off of the other. Okay. Um, so, I guess you could say the only action item from that one is, is that we're not taking an action item. right? So, uh, it's not going to be a mission planting time, but it's certainly going to be something that we keep you know, ever mindful as we are moving forward in our space. So, questions thus far. So, that's sort of, we're moving forward, but we're not planting a new thing now until we finish where we are. Wow, this is going to go a lot faster than I thought. We'll have a Q&A at the end, yeah. too. So. No, 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 no. The questions are now. The Q&A is gone. No questions now, no Q&A. No. Done. Yeah, no, hold on. Yeah, so, 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 no, so she is absolutely correct that we have an admissions and evangelism um, team and a group within this church. That never goes away. The function of missions within this church also never goes away. My previous one was simply the issue of a planting of a mission church. That doesn't occur until this one, in theory, is done. But, but, but absolutely... We should all be evangelizing and we should all be missionary oriented now. Any other things, Father? <clears throat> okay. Um, what do I say? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the next uh, 
the next major question that was dealt with and we achieved consensus on was uh, ASA in relationship to St. John's. So the consensus opinion was that a number of comments uh, expressed a desire for the church to, uh, to have an Orthodox school. So, you know, many people were saying, you know, we, it's great to have a, a, an Orthodox school attached to the church. Or, uh, but participants were divided on considering locations where ASA cannot go. So, um, yeah, it's about as clear as we can get on that one. It was, it was, yeah. So the the action, I know it's not, not probably no new news on that one. Yeah. Um, the, the action was we will we will look both at locations where ASA could move and where they could not move, with an emphasis on the former. So obviously we, you know, it'd be great if ASI, ASA can stay with us, but we're. The consensus was essentially that people are open to considering locations where that wouldn't be possible. And there are some downstream ramifications of that that would obviously, obviously have to be evaluated, you know, if that decision was made. But that was, at this point, high level, yes, open to potential locations that are, yeah. yeah. Then as far as the location goes, um, there were a couple of sections of questions that came in. When the fireside meetings were being held, there, were, there was a two-parter, right? So the first one was sort of a show of hands of how many people would be willing to drive an extra 10 minutes above and beyond, starting from where they live now, would they be willing to go an extra 10 minutes further from where they already are? So that's not talking about where the church is going to be, but just from wherever your location is, if it was 10 minutes more, would you still go? And then it was increased to 20 minutes more, would you still go? And I, I would say that the, again, the majority of the people, um, clear consensus, certainly willing to go the extra 10, and um, and, and, and probably about half of them would said they, they would be willing to go the extra 20. Um, but there was still some element of concern about whether or not uh, they really wanted to go as far out as defining it outside of the urban growth boundary. And we all get the fact that trying to define the urban growth boundary is kind of a nebulous thing, right? So. But when we start looking at sites, we will look or at least try to present options that will go from both inside and outside of the urban growth boundary so that we have a clear, um, a clear image of the pros and cons, the costs, the benefits of moving both in and out, both not just from a dollar perspective, but from a time perspective, because I think until you actually can know what a site looks like outside of the urban growth boundary, you really can't know what that distance is, right, from wherever we are, right? Okay. Um, so, conclusions. Uh, I think it was really kind of interesting for me um, the, we did a common icebreaker, and I think it was your, your idea on the icebreaker, but it was, tell us how St. John's first got to be your church. What, what, what caught your heart? And um, to hear the pretty common response about the loving invitation of people who came to St. John's and how they were surrounded by family and all of that was... Uh, not surprising, but also kind of sobering that it was a, such a common theme from meeting to meeting to meeting. And so um, I think uh, it reinvigorated a sense of community, hearing that common story, that common ethos from whether you were a newcomer or whether you'd been here for 20 years or somewhere in between. 
And I think that was a, a huge takeaway for us as people who gave the meetings or who were doing some of the, I don't want to call it the, not the interviewing, but the leading of the meetings themselves. Um, but I think, I think that common consensus, it was instead of just sort of guessing and figuring out, really did we have kind of a, a common thought process as to where we as a family were going to go next? It was nice to go through this and really kind of have it coalesce in reality and in numerical form instead of just sort of being this nebulous thing of, well, I, I think it's kind of a common thought process that this is what we're going to do. Um, so again, I, and I think for, for those who hadn't had the opportunity to feel like they could be heard and not judged, um, this really was a nice step forward for that. And I'm hoping that it will continue to be in that way. We are a family, and I'm, we're not multiple families. We are one family. And we all need to gather together as one family in order to make this thing happen. Okay? Barry. making noise, that reminded me so much when we started, our children were a number of adults, and we always had some new guy with a girl behind, but they just brought home right there, just really So however much we change, we still remain the same, right? Um, Beth, Perlmutter, are you here? No. So she made a comment to me yesterday, or no, excuse me, this morning. They were talking about, they had a youth, uh, the, the young youth retreat last night. She said, you want to guess as to how many kids were here? I said, I have no clue. She said, it's like over 45. And that was like, up through middle school and they had like 15 in one group and 15 in another group 15 in another group and she said if we could have only figured out how to harness that energy but then then she was talking about the things that they focused on right like each group had their sort of their own theme right so the little ones it was service so what did they do they had them washing the windows in the young family's room right well I thought that was kind of cool. And then the next group, yes. And PC thanks you, by the way. Um, and then the next group, you know, they had another theme, and it was like uh, a sort of silence. Now, for those in that middle group who'd been running around all night, silence was kind of a nice thing, because all of a sudden everybody else got a little decent quiet, and they got to rest a tad bit. But it was just so interesting that we're growing so rapidly, and we're growing within ourselves, right? So we need to be able to have that room to be able to expand and to welcome all of that young energy in the place that, that the rest of us can inhabit too at the same time. So, questions? Well, I just wanted to, before questions, I just want to reiterate what, make it clear what our next step is as our as goal team. And that is, again, to come up with that set of core criteria. Uh, imagine a list of, let's say, 12 to 20 characteristics of this new property. Um, and it could be like raw land, or it could be, you know, there's an existing church that we want to remodel, whatever. We need some criteria around that. And we, we are going to, we plan on, you know, getting this list of criteria together and then applying maybe some weightings to it so that, you know, because some things matter more than others. So coming up with that, I mean, we basically then can look at any location 
and say, well, we got this, this, and this, add up the points, okay, that doesn't mean, you know, this one has 95, this has 94, therefore we have to get there. It's just, it's more of a, uh, an objective way of filtering you know, an array of properties that we might come across. But what's also really good about it is that it, it, it empowers everyone in the parish to like have this list. And when they're driving around, they might like look at that property that they pass by going to work every day in a new light and go, hmm, wow, I never thought of this being a potential home for St. John's, but it kind of seems to stack up on the criteria, so I'll bring it up and let people know. I just wanted to say the current site and the previous site of this parish were both found just by people driving yeah. around looking around, yeah. not by brokers or realtors. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we think not that they're brokers or realtors are bad. Yeah. But the point is, all of you have a part in this. Yeah. All of us have a part in this. So we think that process, because some work has been done on that in the past, and you know we're, we're hopeful that in the next, you know. I'd say within two months, but hopefully earlier, we will be able to present what we think are a good starting point and what we've come up with as the criteria. But obviously, we want feedback from everyone and on the weightings, on the on the the, the, the criteria themselves. So that'll be a presentation again, and then and then we can start getting to work on like you know praying and looking for what we need. Yeah. Go ahead. So the question is, have we done any, uh, okay. have, have we involved any uh, architects or, or, or gathered architectural principles to like come up with the like criteria that actually are, are, are correct because we could get the parking lot wrong if we don't consult with an expert or something like that, right? So, I think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so it sounds like you're saying you, know, you want to make sure that we uh, uh, we don't just take a wag at square footage we actually consult with people that are all kind of stakeholders in, in how big the, the, the yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think that would be part of our uh, our next step, part of the, the, the process of coming up with the criteria. We don't want to just do something back on the napkin. We do want to, if we think the square footage should be this number, then we need to have some reasons for that and consulting with, you know. Okay. <laughs> John. I just want to speak a little bit more to that. 
districts that are going through a similar process. And so we are actually getting concrete numbers from them. What worked for you for the size of your parish in terms of your facilities and your footprint? And we actually have something plus the two different Orthodox architects who have helped to build other churches that we are talking to on an unofficial level. And before we go, So we, yeah, that's what I was saying. We, there is there is some uh, work that's been done in the past, and it might just be dusting off some of that and like saying, you know, is, is this what we want to still go with? Um, I, I I think when we present the criteria, we're going to make sure that we have reasons for why this number is this or this location is this. So we will try to have you know clear reasons why you know why we came to these you know uh, to these criteria. And if people think, well, you know, you really didn't do enough homework on that point, then we go go back and do some more work. Can you speak up a little bit? I, Here, I, I can. So just to reiterate it so that it can be recorded properly, so you're emphasizing the formative state of the influence that Hagia Sophia has on the youth, and that's integral in your mindset and in many others on the whole aspect of missions throughout the community itself because you never know just how many little souls are being influenced in the youth, and then that expands into their adulthood. Did I get that? And their parents, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Which? No. That's a double-blind test, Rich. We don't do that. You mean like the like the the, the hard like the three hundred eighty questions distilled into the themes, that kind of thing, or or just these notes, like what we basically talked about today. Uh, hmm? no. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So you're saying, so if, if we sent out this summary, as we've said it to everybody, would that be acceptable? 
for what you're looking for? No, no, I'm just asking. So Richard was asking, are we going to publish any uh, written uh, summary, either these notes that we're kind of reading from today, or like even the, the data that we called, put together and you know and summarized basically to come up with these. That's what Richard's asking. And yeah, and I think the summary, like what we've done here, we're more than happy to go ahead and reproduce. I will tell you that we had, uh, Colleen, you and two others, right? There was a lot of data to try to do, and it would be unrecognizable in any kind of real format, but I think we can certainly send this out, um, probably with one of the, the, the church-wide bulletin ones. So, sure. Anything else? So we'll, we'll, we'll repeat each question. Um, when I was at the fireside, I thought it was kind of confusing because like everybody lives different distances away from church, and, you know. And then some people rent, some people own, some people are more open to moving, you know. So are, are like how is that really going to be? Like, like what are we talking about with distance? Like, what are you guys thinking? Or I don't know what the question. It's hard to rephrase that. No I, no, I got that. I got that. So. So her question was, as she's sitting about and thinking about the questions that were asked at the fireside meeting with regards to our willingness to drive a distance, whether that's 10 minutes or 20 minutes, but because we all live so geographically diverse, how is that really applicable? The applicability is motivation. That's only the question. So it's because, you know, if, I, if somebody lives in Hillsborough and I live in Tigard, and you start shifting, you know, the, the, the church around, well, that impact for either of us, because we're kind of on extremes, or if I live in, you know, Portland and I'm driving all the way out here. The question is, in our own motivations, from wherever we are, if the church moved some distance from where it is now, would we be willing to make that next step? Would we, would we be willing to drive that extra 10 minutes or that extra 20 minutes in order to come to St. John's? It's just an issue of motivation. It's not an issue of geographical territory. That having been said, Phil did this work a long time ago, back in the day, where you can kind of figure out if St. John's is sort of here, what does 10 minutes mean in a radius? What does 20 minutes mean in a radius? And that gives us sort of a, at least an initial swatch. And if we look at something that's outside of the urban growth boundary, that's outside of that, everybody will have a very clear, concise impact in terms of the personal cost of driving time to what that means. And that helps us in a decision making of a pro and a con, right? But for right now, it's simply a motivational question. Paris Kavita, did you have a question? Okay. Are you taking statements? Uh, hold on just a second, Chris. Phil, you have a question? Well, I just wanted to add one more piece to that, which is these are only initial criteria. The parish still has to decide on an actual location. So when the goal team says, here are three or four or whatever locations that we think fit those criteria, that's when the parish can ultimately say, I don't like 10 miles in that direction. I want 10 miles in this direction, you know. So do you have a quick answer, Phil? I mean, I, beyond what I said, do you have a, an additional clarification? Um, yeah, so, so uh, one of the things John was talking about was coming up with criteria, and that is spot on. That's a great example. We're trying to 
we did years ago, and we can do this again, is we took all the addresses of where people live, where they work, and also the ASA families, where they live. And we averaged all of those out. And the center point at that time came out to about where Home Depot is over off of 217 years. We can, again, update that. But for example, you can say, with this uh, matrix system, that any piece of property that's within three miles or two miles of that particular point or whatever the new point is, then it gets 10 points, for example. And if it's from two to five miles, then it gets seven points, and so forth. And, and that's one way you can objectively grade each property and compare them one to another. So, are there any other questions? So, Chris, you had a comment. Yeah, my comment is that, um, from a historical standpoint, um, that you have the worldly and you have the spiritual. We hear that all the time. And the most important thing I think that I would want to communicate from a historical standpoint is by prayer, the Holy Spirit's going to guide us in the right direction. Everybody's right in, in looking at it from a worldly standpoint. But if, you know, if, if we pray that the Holy Spirit guide us the right way, to be able to find the right peace. And, and I can almost sit here, I'd almost say guarantee, but I think the Holy Spirit's more powerful than I am, for sure. But however things turn out or not, like we're going to expect they're going to turn out today. I mean, something's going to happen. Somehow we'll make it happen. Okay? Don't know what it is. But, you know, where we got today, the Holy Spirit played a major role. Yeah. It wasn't individuals. It was individuals that had helped carry it out. But again, we were guided somehow, some way. And so, you know, what, what I would say to everybody... And, and to everyone, whether you have the means or you don't have the means, is it's praying that we get to where we would like to be. And it'll happen somehow. Don't know how it will happen, but it'll happen. And the only thing I would say on a worldly side to everyone here is that where whatever we end up with, we have to have a community that is willing to maintain the operating expense of the new location. Not necessarily the building, okay? The Holy Spirit will probably figure out how that's going to happen. But everybody has to be committed to the operating expenses of, of wherever we end up. Because I don't think, though, this is just my own belief, I don't think the Holy Spirit is going to lead us down a road where we, we can't maintain what we want, okay? But what we want on an operating basis is going to be everybody's commitment to make sure we can cover our operating costs. So my only suggestion from you know, from the original group uh, is the Holy Spirit's going to take care of us, okay? But it's going to have to come from prayer. And, and you know, 
And whatever your prayers are at night, I would add the site. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's yeah. more messages out there. Okay. Anything else? Ted. Simple question. What's the rock timeline that we're looking at? Is this a two year, five year, ten year plan? What's that scale thinking? No, no, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to flesh that out because his his question was is so what kind of a time frame does this look like? Is it a two year, a five year, a ten year, or what? Time frame for what though? Yeah, because we have an eighteen month from this this you know right around now we had a two year originally for just getting the plan. Uh, basically approved by the Metropolitan, a detailed plan that then he approves and we're blessed to then start. But the implementation of that growth and vision plan could take year. We, we can't know at this point what that's so going to take. So, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what our work currently as goal team is to, is to come up with this within 18 months. We think we can do it quicker than that, and we don't want to drag it out, obviously. But that that's our kind of mandate at this point. Yeah. Does that answer? Your, yes. Okay. That time has been ticking since May of the year ago. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, yeah. Okay. So we're, so we're, we're, we're coming, we're from this, this time right yeah. now. So we're running kind of shy on time. Yeah. Got me, you had one, I saw your hand go up. You don't? No. Oh, did I, uh, sorry, I'm in a mistake of that. So it's, it's 18 months from when the goal started. The goal started not in May, but sometime around June or July. So we're a little over a year into that timeline. So we would expect to have these core criteria back to the parish, at least in the first iteration, and hopefully in the final iteration by maybe the end of the year or early next year. And that would be in keeping with the timeline of the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just brings something that is a surprise. And it happened over and over and over and over again in our community, including now. So it's always worked in a beautiful way, but people were actually working um, with love and prayer. And that's to um, back what you just said. The Holy Spirit really exists, and he really wants to have us unified in a beautiful place where we can have a place for our children and the community in the future. So whatever it is, you know, we just keep our eyes open and our hearts going in our prayers and he works the things that he only can do. Father, you want to do a closing prayer? Christ our God, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon us, that we may be enlightened by you through the Holy Spirit, so that we may act in a way that is according to your will and not our own individual wills. We pray that you continue to guide us towards unity and oneness, towards consensus, so that we may be a united body in Christ and that we may glorify you in that. Amen.